Fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You're darn right, it's the Voice of Reason. Welcome into the program. It is a post Monday celebration, the post Easter celebration, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio and TV. Plus, we have the live streaming and podcasting thereafter as well. Your Millennial General reporting for duty today. Now, I was off yesterday. Not because of the Easter holiday. I was planning on being here, but we ended up doing taxes yesterday afternoon. Yeah, we got our taxes filed, and we did it even within the time frame of the original deadline of April 15th. I know, right? Now, they delayed it out to like May 15th or 16th or something, but we got her done, and I want to get into that in just a second because talking to our tax person was very interesting to see what they've had to go through during the whole tax season and the changes after the latest COVID-19 uh, bill that passed out of Washington, D.C. So we'll get into that here in just a second. We have a lot to cram in here as we try to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation each and every day right here on The Voice of Reason. We have Richard Battle, author of the book Navigating Through Life's Journey. He'll be joining us at the bottom of the hour live to talk about the immigration crisis at the border. Uh, Kamala Harris taking over that, which it's been how many days now? Almost a week. And we haven't heard a press conference, haven't heard any plans, haven't heard any news from her but she's supposedly handling that situation. So we'll get to that here in just a second. You can follow us all over our social media at Hoosier Reason, H-O-O-S-E-R Reason, plus the website at HoosierReason.com. But first, as you know, there's been some issues with baseball. It's baseball season. Now, I have to admit, I played baseball growing up, all the way from T-ball all the way up through high school, didn't play in college, ended up stopping because, you know, the sports guys laugh at me, but I ended up changing from doing baseball to being the head in the musicals. I know, I know, but nonetheless, I love baseball. I played it. I helped coach my little brother's baseball team growing up as well, and it was a blast. And, but as you know, big news coming out of the MLB world with them changing from Atlanta, Georgia to now Colorado for the what is the All-Star Game. The All-Star Game, right? The All-Star Game. Yes. Now, Doug Downs, our general manager for Steckline Communications here in Wichita, also hosted the Game Plan, our sports station over on KGSO. You guys have been following this, obviously, big news in the sports world. And I know outside of the political realm of it, sports fans, are they like grumpy about this? I mean, politics interfering with the sports world yet again. I think the average sports fan is very grumpy about it. They're tired of politics being part of sports. That is not what sports is about. Sports is to bring people together, not divide. Yeah. This whole country seems like everything that we do has to be a division Sports was the one thing that you always got brought together for. And when sports starts getting into politics, it all it does is, is continue to divide. And it's not a good thing. It's not a good look for sports. I, I can't support MLB after something like that. It's dumb because it doesn't make any sense. I mean, they, they get rid of it because they say that the law changes in Georgia, the voting laws, make it because they believe in voter fraud or what other garbage that they want to believe in. So they move it. But yet Colorado has just as much, if not more strict uh, voting laws in the state. Um, but they say, according to the 
a statement from the White House and Jen Psaki, the one that says, I'll circle back to you on that one. Uh, she says that it was because the Peach State's legislation was, quote, built on a lie. The reason they changed their voting laws was because of the voter fraud and therefore the MLB didn't like that and wanted to change it. But they still have just as much voting laws in the state of Colorado. Andy, here's the problem that I have with it as a guy that, you know, is in in uh, in sports and sports talk radio. The problem I have with it is not necessarily. Look, I don't really care what Georgia did. From a political standpoint, I know that you care about it way more than I do. I don't care what they did with their laws. The problem I have is is that now you've got a guy in Rob Manford, who's the commissioner of Major League Baseball, that's making a decision for a sport based off a political issue or a political viewpoint. Yeah, that's stupid. He's an idiot for doing that. Yeah, plain and simple. It is. It's not. That's not what sports is about. Look, I get maybe you don't like what Georgia did with their laws. I don't know. I don't. But you can't make a decision that is going to not only impact your fan base, but economically after baseball just was basically shut down. They played a 60 game season last year. This year they're playing 162 games. Things got started on time economically for the city of Atlanta, which, by the way, this All-Star game was announced in 2019 that it was going to Atlanta. They were going to honor Hank Aaron, who played for the Atlanta Braves. So economically, what it does for Atlanta, which, by the way, around the stadium where it was going to be played, a good percentage of those businesses were were black-owned businesses. Sure. So you're going to hurt a minority community even more when we're talking about always wanting to create, suppose, unity and equality. It's stupid. Now, what type of hit do you think baseball is going to take on this one? The football, the NFL, after all of the shenanigans that we've had to fight over the years, they took like a 30-40% hit in ratings over the last year, which is surprising to me because during COVID, when people are actually sitting at home, you'd think the ratings would go up instead of actually being at the field. They'd be watching it. It dropped by like 30%. Is baseball going to hit the same thing here? Oh, I think so. I I mean, you can't always believe what you read on the internet by no means, but I mean, just by things that are out there on social media. I read um, a social media report on Twitter on Saturday that said the MLB package, which is available across cable and satellite networks, saw saw like a 56% decline, like 56% of their viewers canceled that package on Saturday after this news broke Friday afternoon. I don't know if that number's completely true, but every sport that's gotten involved, just look what's happened to the NBA right now. Yeah. And I don't follow the NBA a lot, but the NBA is they're way down in viewership. They're way down in attendance at the at the basketball games. And baseball was already struggling with that. It's not like baseball was it's not like Major League Baseball was the NFL. Well, of you course know? not. Well, I think they're uh, personally, I mean, as much as I love baseball, their season is way too long. Going from now with March, April to all the way to like October, way too long. Cram it down to like three three months to be done with it. Hey, you said I could only be here on one segment. <laughs> so if you want to get into that, it's going to take a lot longer than one segment. But no, it is. It's too long. It's not, um, you know, it's games are going four hours and 26 minutes now. It's just it, baseball already had some issues. And for Rob Manfred, and here's the other thing. I, I saw a guy um, last night on a news story that was a Major League Baseball player, just retired about three years ago, spent 13 years in the game. He said he had had over 100 players, current players, reach out to him and tell him how mad they were that Rob Manfred, the commissioner, made this decision. And the, they, he didn't even discuss it with the players. That nobody knew. They didn't know. Nobody knew. He That's made a bit this of a decision difference. based on his own. That's a bit of a difference, especially the players that are playing in that. I mean, you have to adjust a little bit to go to a higher altitude like 
you know, Colorado to the Colorado Rockies Stadium there as opposed to Atlanta, Georgia. You need a little bit of time to prep for something like that. So that's a bit of a shock to them. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it'll make the home run derby a lot more interesting in Colorado probably. <laughs> but, um, no, Kurt Schilling has basically publicly came out and said, and Kurt Schilling, you know, was a part of Major League Baseball for years. Yeah. He's been snubbed by the now. Hall of Fame for, for years because of his yeah. political viewpoints that he puts out there. But he's basically right now out calling on some news networks and across social media He's calling for fans to boycott the All-Star game. You kind of need to. Uh, Senator Rand Paul had a great tweet about this. Your sports league might be a little too woke if it freely does business with communist China in Cuba, but boycotts a U.S. state that wants people to show an ID to vote. Again, regardless of, you know, from the sports side of it, regardless of the politics behind there, when you associate, and same thing with basketball, when you have LeBron James that's endorsed by massive Chinese companies, but yet you say that you're trying to be fair and trying for equality and all this other garbage, you can't let... I, it hurts my brain trying to understand the hypocrisy behind all this. Well, it's pretty easy to understand. It's called money. Well, there's that. And when you're care. getting paid the money that the NBA and even Major League Baseball are getting paid by these foreign countries to be a part of it, to go have you know games over there in their countries or whatever it may be. I mean, baseball's had a, a relationship with Cuba for how long? Yeah. And Cuba hadn't had an election in how many years? Ever? Sure. Yeah. I mean... They so, use the Dominion system. Right. <laughs> See what we did there? There it is. Uh, yeah. Is there any sport left that's not politically motivated? I have to say, personally, the only sport that I really support, that I watch, that I spend money to watch, is the UFC. And that's because they keep politics out of it. Dana White is conservative and a Trump supporter anyway, so I like supporting him. I enjoy some of the fighters, but they've, to me at least, have done a very good job of keeping politics out. When the COVID thing happened, they bought an island and said, we're just going to do fights here. They've stayed away from the shenanigans like this, and when they do dabble in it a little bit with ownership, it's on the side that I like anyways. And here's the problem, though, that you have with that, and I, I agree with you with the UFC, but the problem is is that when you look at what we consider mainstream sports, the NFL, Major League Baseball, even the NBA, the UFC just hasn't got there yet. I mean, they've sure. got a great, compassionate, uh, very passionate fan base yeah but it's just not a mass not amount a of people sure. like the nfl is so where the ufc i think can get away with that uh i think not enough people know about it where they're going oh man i'm gonna jump on the ufc bandwagon you know what i'm saying sure the nfl has become political in some aspects but i don't know that the nfl has taken it to the to the position that the nba and now major league baseball has i can't ever imagine i and i may be totally wrong on this but I can't imagine the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, coming out and saying, we're not going to go play a game at this location because this happened politically. I just Roger Goodell has been, as much as I don't really care for him so much as a commissioner, he's been very smart with the way that he handles that league. I mean, if you look at the NFL, it is probably the most brilliant marketing company out there because you talk about the NFL year-round. Well, and you can't compete against it. I mean, we've heard how many years about an XFL season coming out or different type of football leagues trying to compete against them. And as much as they try because of the politics or whatever, they just don't compete. I mean, everybody still turns to the NFL at the end of the day. Yeah, I think where the NFL, you know, this year they had some issues. Obviously, the whole not standing for the national anthem, which I'm 100% uh, against. You need to stand for the national anthem. Yeah. That has been a part of the NFL since Colin Kaepernick. And then the NFL did get into some of the social injustice stuff this year with letting, you know, patches or whatever on jerseys and that right. kind of thing. That made some people mad where they've turned away from the NFL. But really, probably the NFL lost most of their viewers that they, that they lost came because of the not standing for the national anthem.
It's crazy. It's a weird world. The fact that uh, the businesses are now, you know, divided. You support one business, don't support one business, and now it goes to sports as well. I can only imagine. I'm not a sports guy. I don't necessarily care about much sports except for the UFC because I like to support them. But I can imagine as a sports guy who doesn't want politics involved, it's a very frustrating time, and it has been for a few years now. Look, you and I, we talk all the time off the air about politics, right? I don't mind talking about politics, but it's not what I want to do on my show. Exactly. Because that's not what my show is designed for. I don't want what you do coming to my show. And unfortunately, professional sports are forcing that upon us that go and do sports talk radio. That's not why I'm into sports. I've never once, and I said this on on the show this morning, I've, I've been to many sporting events. I've went to sports bars to watch games. I've hung out with friends to watch games. I've never once stood up and said, okay, who's a Democrat and who's a Republican? Because if we got more Democrats in here, then I can't, be, I can't watch it. Yep. You, you can't be here with me. I've never once done that. You know what? The guy next to me may be a Democrat, maybe a Republican, maybe black, maybe white, maybe Hispanic, maybe Catholic, maybe Christian, maybe whatever. When sports are going on, we're high-fiving each other. If we're rooting for the same team, we're drinking a beer together, and we're having fun. It's That's what sports thing. does. That's what sports are supposed to do and is Rob unify Manford, you. And Rob the commissioner of Major League Baseball, he's an idiot. He doesn't understand that. No, I think he's gone too far outside of the realm to see what sports is all about because it's about the competition, the fun competition, and the unity in there. We're going to take a break, Doug Downs, with Sports Radio KGSO here in Wichita. Appreciate it. Uh, the sports aspect from this one, it's its a weird world. It is, man. Thanks. It, it it's is. fun being here. Yeah, always a good time. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, vaccination for younger individuals. Why the heck do we need those? We'll get into that. Plus, we'll have Richard Battle come on the show and tax season the heck's going on with our taxes with the economy and are we being conditioned for a universal basic income all that and more coming up here for the voice reason for a post monday a post easter right here on the voice reason the voice of reason with andy hoosier Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right, you are 24 minutes past the hour. Thanks for hanging out with us today on The Voice of Reason, radio and TV. Plus, we have the live streaming and podcasting after as well. Appreciate Doug Downs, our general manager here at Steckline Communications for our stations. You can also hear them on their sports talk station here in the Wichita area, weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. with the game plan on KGSO. Um, it's an interesting conversation about the sports, and it's sad. I feel bad for sports individuals. Now, look, I love the idea and the concept of sports. Obviously, hard work, teamwork, discipline, being able to pick yourself back up. There's a lot of life lessons that can be learned from sports, and I absolutely love it. I just can't watch them anymore. I can't do it. I can't support them. I can't watch them because of the politics that have been infiltrated so badly in the sports world. I just can't do it except for the UFC because they are more conservative. Obviously, they beat the you know snot out of each other all the time. Which, speaking of, new Conor McGregor fight coming up in July, so that makes me very happy. Looking forward to that one. And yes, I will spend money to watch that because why the heck not? It's round number three against him and Dustin Poirier. We'll have more on that as it gets a little bit closer. Uh, and actually, uh, Jose Masvidal. I know people are like, Andy, what the hell are you talking about? Jose Masvidal, Trump supporter, conservative, Cuban, immigrant, came here. He's a dominant guy. He fights, I guess, this month, and I may have to support him as well by buying that pay-per-view, too. So that's my little sports spiel for the day. I feel bad for sports people that are involved in this because it's so frustrating. I feel bad for Georgia because this is stupid. The hypocrisy behind these decisions because non-political people starting to want to be political and not understanding the process, that's exactly what's going on. I'm sure the head of the MLB, I'm sure they understand a little bit more of the politics being a massive business owner and actually running this type of thing. But at the same time, you're not very bright, my friend. You're not the brightest crayon in the box. Just throwing that out there. Just throwing it out there. Uh, Real quickly, let's get into some of the stuff in what's trending today. What's trending today? So there's a big push nationwide right now to get young Americans like ages 18 years and older to get the vaccine for COVID-19, which really makes me wonder if they even understand why there's a vaccine out there in the first place. And all of those on the other side of the aisle and even some on the Republican side that are advocating for young adults to get the vaccine, I need to ask you why. Please, please tell me why you want to get young adults to actually get the vaccine. You can shoot me a message on our social media at Who's Your Reason. You can go to our website at whosyourreason.com. You can send me a message there. You can email me at whosyourmedianetwork at gmail.com. Please let me understand why you want young adults to get vaccinated. Because if you do, you probably don't understand the reasoning on the vaccine in the first place. The vaccine does not prevent you from getting the virus, just like the flu. The vaccine does not stop you from transmitting the virus, just like the flu. What it does do, however, just like any other vaccine, is it helps you stop the symptoms, the severity of these symptoms, if you end up getting the virus. Same with a flu shot. That's all it does. 
is it helps that way you're not stuck in a hospital with a ventilator if you end up getting the virus. That's all the vaccine does. It puts a strain into it. It activates your immune system, so that way you can fight it off easier. It does not prevent you from getting the virus. It does not prevent you from actually transmitting the virus. And in any way, it makes it easier for you to handle the virus if you get it. Now, why are we doing that for young adults where we've literally had like less than 1% of the population between 18 to 30 actually have an issue with the virus when 99.9% of them become asymptomatic and you don't even know you've had the virus because whatever. Should you still social distance if that's what you want to do? Sure. If you still want to wear a mask, fine. If that's what you want to do, sir. Sure. But to make young adults and make them the focus for this quote-unquote herd immunity in society and make them the focal point Uh, I don't understand. It boggles my mind because they're not the ones being affected. The ones that are 65 years and older, that are more vulnerable, the ones with pre-existing conditions, the one with uh, corrupted autoimmune systems, sure, get the vaccine. Try to protect yourself. Try to make it less severe if you end up getting the virus. The 18-year-old in college that's out there partying is spreading it to other 18-year-olds that are partying that have an awesome immune system that become asymptomatic and do nothing zero zilch for you. It's nothing but the control factor that's going on. And you can see that with the fact that health organizations across the nation and state by state are pushing young adults to get the stupid vaccine. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. So I realize I might still be on a YouTube ban, and I don't know why. I got the message, as we talked about last week, that we had been banned from doing live stream on YouTube for like three or four days or a week or something. That should have ended by the weekend, but yet we tried to reconnect today, and it still said that there was a problem, contact customer support or something, and I just didn't want to go that route. So you can find our live stream all over our other social media on Facebook for now. (laughs) We'll see how long that actually lasts again on Twitter, on Twitch. The big push right now is twitch.tv. You can find us on there. Just go to twitch.tv. You can find us at Who's Your Reason. You can watch the live stream, subscribe to us. I haven't done much with that profile yet, but yet we get new subscribers on there every day. So thank you for that. We appreciate it. Plus our podcast, which you can find on any of your favorite podcasting sites. And you can just find us with The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier, plus the website at HoosierReason.com that we are killing each and every day. So we appreciate you each and every day as well. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time, radio and TV all over the country, plus live stream and podcasting as well. For some reason, there's a new study 
from Gallup that shows that Americans are at a record low for worrying about COVID-19. According to the poll, Americans worry about catching COVID-19 drops to a record low with 35% of Americans now worried about catching the virus, down from 49%. 77% say the COVID situation in the U.S. is improving up from 60. Now, come on. I mean, Joe Biden's the one that solved that one, didn't he? Yeah, didn't he do that? No, no. I mean, he knows everything. He's got tabs on everything, right, Joe? I mean, how many people have died from COVID? COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's, when you think about it. <laughs> I love it. Now, one thing that apparently we are uh, not concerned about either is the spread of the virus based on who's coming up from the southern border, as we still see massive amount. What was the latest study I saw? Like 700% capacity at some of these facilities down at the southern border with, of course, Joe Biden just saying, you know, hands off. I'm just not going to deal with this. Not going to do it. And uh, we're not going to let kids just stay over there. We're just going to bring them in. We can't just let them stay over there. I mean, they traveled all uh, like seven year olds traveled all by themselves over a thousand miles to come all the way up to this border. We have to take them in. We got to do something for them. And now whether they have virus or the COVID virus, whether they're here legally, whether they're not, who cares? Joe Biden, president of the United States, doesn't want to deal with the foreign diplomat, foreign policy issue crises that's at our border. Hey, Kamala, come on over. Why don't you handle this thing for us? Now, remember, she's the one that said that ICE members were Nazis. She's the one that said we need open borders completely. And now she's the one actually handling the pandemic down at the southern border let's get our next guest on the program excited to have him on he we've had him on many times before love it having this guy latest book navigating life's journey common sense and uncommon times you can find his website as well at richardbattle.com but the man himself mr richard battle with us here how are you my friend andy it's great to join you and i just don't know how i can follow that joe biden clip you <laughs> i mean he is on it he knows what's going on he knows what's going on with COVID and the in the immigration issue we just need to put trust in joe biden right <laughs> well i think what's happening right now on the border is exactly what he and others want to have happen based on their actions not their words it's wild, the fact that we have the president of the United States. I mean, the, the previous president with Donald Trump literally just said, we're going to build a wall, we're going to build a big, beautiful door in there, we're going to have legal, as Donald Trump said, legal legal immigrants, we're going to have a big, beautiful wall with legal immigrants. I mean, it was his focus. That's what he did. He knew that there was an issue. The first six months of the Trump administration, when he first got into office in 2016, we saw an 80% drop in illegal immigrants coming to the border because they were scared of what he was going to do. Not that he even did anything yet, but that they were scared of what he was going to do. Now we see a near 200% increase at the border during the first month of Joe Biden's administration. Is that like a telltale sign of what's about to come over the next year or so? Well, yes, I think it's a crisis today that will be a catastrophe tomorrow. And the messaging started when he was a candidate in 2019 because he said we could take a million to two million more per year. And so as soon as the election was called for him, the caravans began forming in South and Central America and coming north. And so that's what we're seeing now is them breaching the border in numbers that haven't been seen in at least 20 years. And the numbers, remember, are only people that have been intercepted, not total numbers. What do we do about this? We have, as you mentioned, with record number of people coming up, we cannot sustain this. The court system 
cannot sustain this because what we do is we process them. We say, all right, you're going to go into the country, do your thing, come back to your court date in like three years from now. They never show up. And then it's like five years of us trying to track them down to set another court date that they never show up to. And it's a vicious cycle. We've ended the deportations and we've pretty much done the catch and release again. I mean, we're going to a point of no return here, aren't we? Well, and it's even worse than you just mentioned from the standpoint and this was reported a week ago in the Los Angeles Times, of all places, that the Border Patrol is so overrun that even when they intercept people in some cases now, they're not taking their names down. They're not doing anything. They're just letting them go into the country. But the way the Los Angeles Times reported was that that wasn't the problem. The way they reported it was that now it was up to the immigrant or alien to request asylum that they wouldn't be taken care of by our government. So they totally misidentified the problem. Why Kamala Harris? Why did he pawn it off to her? Is just because he can't handle it? He doesn't quite know what's going on. But what's the purpose of, or is it the transition of, you know what, you're just handling all the duties anyways, let's go ahead and just slide me out because I can't do this any longer. I mean, what's the purpose of handing this off to Kamala Harris? Well, I think that's a really good question, and I thought it was funny that they said that he was setting her up to fail as if the issue couldn't be solved. And and I don't think that's the case because I think the deal's in for her going forward once they slide him out the door. I think she'll be the next president. It's just a matter of when. So I'm not sure exactly why he picked her, but you can tell how much she's taken to this because she hasn't said a word or showed up on the border or anywhere else since that was done. She's totally ignoring it, which means to me that they have to accept this because silence is acceptance, as I was taught many years ago. So if, if Joe Biden didn't want her to be silent, he would be doing something different right now. Well, yeah, I mean, she, as you mentioned, has not gone down there, hasn't held a press conference. She's in charge. I see this as much of a crisis as what we saw over the last year with COVID when Trump put Mike Pence in to handle Operation Warp Speed and actually handle this thing with the with the COVID task force that they gave, you know, three-hour press conference updates every single day for months on end to talk about what's going on, what they're working on, what they're actually doing. It was a major deal, and it seems like Joe Biden wanted to try and mimic that same type of urgency of we're going to handle this, we're going to take care of it, we're going to do this for the American people, whatever, but yet there hasn't been a press conference, she hasn't gone down to the border, hasn't talked about any plans. I mean, I just don't know what she's doing other than uh, when they ask her, are you going to the border? She goes, well, not today. I mean, what the what, what are we doing here? That's the vice president we're talking about. <laughs> well, I think that was the big fake. And I've been tracking the New York Times and CNN for the last several weeks. And neither one of them have had one story on their homepage about the border issue. The New York Times finally today had a story about the Guatemalans coming up. And they say they're coming up because of the hurricane damage last summer and they're blaming them coming because the U.S. did not send enough foreign aid down there. That's the only coverage on this issue on those two sites. And so there's a great number of the population that has no clue what's going on down there based on the news or the politicians that they're watching or listening to. Wow. We're talking with Richard Battle, author of the book Navigating Life's Journeys, Common Sense in Uncommon Times, which is definitely uncommon times right now. 
Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding of the refugee status, or if you're coming to be an asylum seeker, my understanding of the law is you cannot cross through three or four different countries to become an asylum seeker or a refugee. You go to the country that's directly next to you, the the connecting border, and you go to that country and say, I'm a refugee because things are so terrible in my country, I need sanctuary. You cannot cross through three countries and be like, oh, I'm here now. Oh, I finally made that. I, I, I'm a sanctuary you know, victim now. I, I don't think you can do that, can you? Well, you're correct on the law, but you can do it if they allow you to. And if you listen to the party in power right now, they don't they don't care about the stinking rules. They're doing the things they want the way they want, looking for any excuse to do what they want. And, and that is correct. President Trump was trying to correct that, uh, but that is not the rule now. And these people are coming across multiple borders because if they get here, they hit the lottery. And that's yeah. the way I look at it because of all the payments and welfare, support for food, housing, education, health care. It's hitting the lottery for them. And that's why they're gambling their lives and their families' lives. Well, you're right. We talked too commonsensical about what the actual loss is as opposed to what's actually happening in reality. Last question before we get to let you go. I've got just about a minute left here. But do you think that over the next year, within this year of the first, I guess, year of the Biden administration, will we see? a quote-unquote comprehensive new reform on immigration legislation with Democrats running pretty much everything to give amnesty to everybody, to allow more lenient laws? I mean, are they going to reform it while they have the opportunity? Well, I don't know if it'll get through Congress, even though it's Congress's responsibility. But where my hope is for help is not on the Republicans, not because they're not trying, but they're not being listened to, but we're starting to see Democrat elected politicians appeal to Washington for help because their taxpayers are paying real tax dollars to help the illegals. The mayor of Eagle Pass, Texas, Del Rio, Texas, and the congressman from uh, Laredo, Texas, all Hispanic Democrats are saying, we need help. We can't afford this. That, to me, is where it's got to come from because President Obama nationalized this issue, and people all over the country now are up in the arms fearing they're going to have more people dumped in their communities. Sure. Well, I'm sure all the immigrants that they actually won over that were here legally to the Democrat side aren't very happy about some of this either because of all the money and time that they spent going through the actual process as well. Time goes by way too fast. we got to get you back on Richard Battle. RichardBattle.com is the website, Navigating Life's Journeys. Richard, let's do this again real soon. I appreciate the time, my friend. Yes, sir. Thank you, Andy, and God bless America. Absolutely. God bless America. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. We'll get you on the show again here real soon. One more segment left, wrapping up the show today for a post-Monday celebration here on The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Last few minutes of the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today, radio and TV. Plus, we have the live streaming as well all over the place. If you can't find us on The Voice of Reason, the heck's wrong with you, man? Because we're everywhere. And we thank you for watching us, listening to us, supporting us each and every day very, very much. Thanks again to Richard Battle coming on the show. Always great to chat with him. And I know we've covered the immigration issue a lot lately. It's all right. It's kind of a major issue, and it's going to affect all of us all over the country when they start just releasing people into the country. Not just releasing, saying, have free, be free, go do your thing, but actually selectively placing people. And then, of course, it's going to be the voter ID laws, and it's going to be permanent residency, then it's going to be the amnesty, then it's going to be the right to be able to vote, and then you can just see where that's snowballing out to be. So we'll stay on that issue as it progresses. Yesterday, I was out on the air, ended up having a best of program run just because of the fact that we were doing our taxes. And for the first year, I was kind of excited yet kind of nervous because we got to file taxes for our Hoosier Media Network for the very first year. Uh, And we got to show a loss because we invested so much money into equipment and stuff with the depreciation that we saw a loss on that stuff. So that's okay. I'm all right with that. I mean, we are in a really good position to be able to rock it and kick some butt this year. As the Hoosier Media Network continues to grow uh, and we get more shows, we do some more things. So uh, more information on that just a little bit later. But as we were doing the taxes, I had talked to our tax lady that handles our personally and the business stuff and was asking her about some of the changes in the tax laws. Because as you know, the reason that the tax de- uh, tax filing deadline was extended a month was because they passed the COVID-19 stimulus, ch- uh, stimulus bill that changed tax laws during tax season. Now, try to figure that one out. And it made it retroactive, which means it made it retroactive for the 2020 year that people are filing their taxes on, that tax people had already, a lot of them had already filed taxes and then submitted them to the IRS. And then all of a sudden they pass it through like, oh, by the way, this changes all the tax laws for next year or for last year. So everybody's scrambling. And our tax person was not very happy about that. They've been scrambling and trying to figure out what to do, refiling, resubmitting different taxes which it's helped some hurt others, depending on what your situations actually are. But something really stuck out to me that I've talked about a little bit on the show, but it kind of really stuck out on a a big concern for me. What they're doing this year that got changed during this COVID-19 bill was it changes the child tax credit laws, 
which if you know, you get a child tax credit for each child that you have, and it's like $3,600. I actually upped it from like $1,200 or twenty-two grand or whatever it was, that you get to write off on your taxes. You get to deduct from your earnings every year, uh, which is, I mean, good. Okay, fine. I think it's a little much, and I don't quite understand why we started doing that. I mean, okay, you have a child, you have more expenses, that's great. But then we have many, and I know them personally, so don't say, Andy, you're just generalizing. I know them personally, know many of them within family lines that utilize that system by having numerous children, a lot of them, a lot of the mothers with different guys, so that way they can have like five kids and then live off of the amount of money that they get for their children. I'm not saying everybody does that, but I know personally a lot of people that do that and have done that intentionally. So don't tell me that I'm just trying to generalize because I'm using specific examples uh, for that right now. But people obviously abuse that system to where the point I bring up is that they're changing the child tax laws now because instead of just writing it off when you file your taxes at the end of the year, we're going to start seeing automatic payments into our bank account on a monthly basis for the child tax credit starting in like June or July this year. That was one of the changes they made. Which, okay, fine, it's essentially the same thing, I guess. Instead of just getting it when we file our taxes at the end of the year, we get it on a monthly basis. But my big concern that I think is kind of the deeper um, deeper concern that we have here, the deeper problem, is isn't that setting us up for maybe the idea or the concept of a universal basic income? And for those that do try to utilize that system to get all the money they can for having children under the child tax credit, doesn't that really set up the idea of, oh, now I have an automatic payment coming in every month for my children, and it's going to be like $300 a kid each month that you get into your bank account. People can literally start living off of that on a monthly basis, plus all the other goodies that they get if they're not on, you know, not actually working or they're on the unemployment system or the food stamps or the SNAP program or anything of that such as well. But it's setting it up. If we start seeing money come in monthly, people start becoming dependent on that income coming in every month. And if they start becoming dependent on it, then if you try to take it away, uh-uh, they lose their minds. Then they want more because it's not enough. And I can't support my kids on something like that. I need more. Phase one, universal basic income should concern you just a little bit. Andrew Yang's agenda is not over, even though he's not running for president any longer. It's still happening, and it's happening through COVID, through the fear of COVID, through the pandemic, and now through changes in the child tax credit to give you a monthly income. And it should concern you. That does it for us today. Podcast up in a little bit. Back at it. We have a heck of a lineup this week. You're not going to miss a single thing here on the show. Until then, be your own voice of reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. This is The Voice of Reason. Everybody have a wonderful Tuesday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. 
Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.